This episode of I'm a Podstar, Not a Doctor is sponsored by The Surgic, your secure live connection into the operating room, bringing you the best live surgical events from the world's leading surgeon. Visit thesurgic.com for more information. Season two is going to be fire. We're going to have faster Ethernet, bigger microphones, more swag, more Cuff Daddy. <laughs> Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and bomb my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's about that time. It's time for I'm a Pot Star, Not a Doctor, featuring your boy Cuff Daddy. And the American Pharaoh. We're pretty much going to fuck around tonight as usual, and you might accidentally learn some shit, which is the whole premise of the show. So welcome back if you're a recurrent listener, and thanks for your support, all three of you. I think this is going to be a great, <laughs> it's going to be a great five-some right now. Five. Speaking of five-some... Did you get any golf in today, Sharif? You know, it. I'm not afraid to play golf when it's cold. It's uh, about 47 degrees here. And uh, I would play. Unfortunately, I had too much to do today, too much on my uh, list of things to do. So I chose to not play golf, but it was on my radar. It was about 60 this afternoon. Man, I'm kind of sad because in California, you can play all the time. In Detroit, you no, got you to gotta attack. It rained today, so we were all like stuck inside. We didn't know what to do. The rain burns our skin, so we stay inside when it rains. I rained. thought it never rains in Southern California. Is no, that dude, what they that's, say? No, that's just a song. I mean, it does. It did catch us by surprise, right? Because, I mean, and then it was sunny all of a sudden. It was 80 degrees again, but apparently it's going to rain tomorrow. So you have no idea what's going on in California these days. I mean... You really so, don't have any idea what's happening in California. I, I don't know if maybe a subtext of this podcast is to just like hate on California. It just no, seems California. like it happens every week. <laughs> Dude, everybody is California dreaming 100%. People you, just don't know. You really think so? I think so, dude. I mean, if you hung out with me for a week and you saw the kind of places that I go to for eating and and shopping and and just like driving around, everything's so like you know nice and and nearby, and we got everything, dude. I mean, I love I love California. I was born and raised here, right? You know, it used to be Mexico, but I digress. Well, it's North, Mexico, <laughs> right? It's North, it's North Mexico, just like I mean, Miami is North Cuba. I would like to think so. You know, it's just little lines that they drew in the in the paper and then the map. That's all. That's all it is. It's just one guy that fought for this and gave him that. You know, what's funny is in Michigan, this is you may or may not know this, but how did the you know, Michigan has two peninsulas, the upper and lower peninsula, right? You know how we got the upper peninsula? How? We traded Ohio. <laughs> you know what we traded them? What? Toledo. This is a oh. true story. We gave him wow. Toledo. We gave him this shitty little town. Sorry, anybody from Toledo. We gave him this whole <laughs> this, this little town, and we got a, 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 the Upper Peninsula for it. It's wild, and it's I like mean, some of the most beautiful. I mean, if you ever get a chance, there's uh, if you come visit, we'll take you up there. Bobby and I will will get you in an RV, 
We're going to take you up there. We're going to drive all the way up 75 to the top. We're going to go to the Mackinac Bridge, go to Mackinac Island, where they don't even have cars. And then we're going to go up into the UP. We'll go to the Pictured Rocks. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's absolutely stunning. I don't know, man. I feel like driving around is not my idea of fun. You know, I, I don't mind driving. Like in LA, we drive, what, 15 miles, and that takes us an hour. But see, so... that's not real driving. That's getting to point A to point B. But if you're if you have the opportunity to drive and stop and drive and stop and, and go to cool places. So like I did that. I drove up to Monterey. Uh, I drove up to Pebble Beach, uh, San Luis Obispo. We did like the little coast tour. Uh, we only did it because, you know, the Tesla drove us and I wanted to see if it would. And that was it. But I, that was only I don't I didn't like the, the being in the car that long. It was too far. But if you stop, like, for instance, I love golf. I want to stop and play at a golf course, then hop in the car, keep going, play another one, and just just roll out. I mean, how great would that be? Like, for you, it would be like get in the car, go to a vegan restaurant, get in the car again, <laughs> go to another vegan restaurant. I mean, I mean, that's what I do for fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm a foodie, right? So when I first got to L.A., um, we tore it up. We used to go to Boa, Nobu, and, and all the non-vegan spots. And, you know, anything that was, like, bougie and, and I couldn't afford as a resident, like, we, me and my wife went, and we went to all these places because um, that's what I was into. And then... You know, once we tore it up again, we when we changed when we became vegan, that was cool because then we had all these other new restaurants to go. And now we just kind of like do whatever. So for fun, like now we still go. To, I like to go out to eat. Um, I like to find new places to work out. So I do that for fun, right? I have a gym in my garage, but I used to be a big uh, F forty five guy. Do you guys have F forty five in Detroit? We do. That's Marky Mark. Oh yeah, so I met Mark Wahlberg. He's my, one of my friends. Andrew owns like three or four of them out here in LA, and and he used to hang out with Marky Mark. But like they, uh, they they spread all over the valley, and and I actually was like Valley Champion two years in a row. That was my claim to fame. <laughs> what was your name? Like guacamole, or what was your no, name? Vegan Cholo. There it is. <laughs> Wait, how did you know that? You brought it up on a different pod, but uh, and you said yeah. the guy thought you were cheating because you always said like the most. Like, what was it? Was it based on like weight so, to your weight ratio? Yeah, so it's just like it's based on like reps. So it's a big thing in Australia. It's kind of like CrossFit, right? So it's all reps, and then they score you on points on how many reps you did per station. And they have like this like fitness challenge thing. Um, so that was cool. Uh, you know, I did that. I don't know if I could do that anymore. So I, I kind of ste stepped away from the plyometric stuff. So I'm, I'm getting kind of old, you know, so I kind of do less jumping around, less plyo pushups. I used to go nuts. Um, yeah. but I do, I, I do love a good workout, man. I mean, I, I would go around, I've been to orange theory. I like that place. There was all these little fad places that would pop up here and there. And me and my wife would go hit it up and, and see if we liked it. But but I don't know. For me, I like working out. I like challenging my fitness. That's fun for me. But you were talking about plyo push-ups and whatnot. But based on our previous <laughs> guest, it's my understanding you don't know how to do a plyo push-up. Dude, I do. I don't really want to get into the details, but it was late at night after we had a lot of fun. Let's just say that. And and I don't know if it was a good time to compete. But, you know, like I said, I don't like to give excuses. So he did win, apparently. We don't really know for sure. But I love Paul. 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 Uh, Paul's pretty in shape for an older gentleman. For an older gentleman, like, <laughs> wow, wow. He's, wait, <laughs> but he's not even here to defend himself, and you're gonna call I, yeah, him an older gentleman? I mean, you know, you're you know, half a century is is on the older side, right? 
well, then I guess I'm on the older side. And if we're going to keep talking in golf terms, I'm on the back nine. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it was a bad, you know, sometimes the back nine's better. Hey, exactly. Sometimes there's some great holes on the back nine. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not talking shit. I'm just trying to cruise into that, that back nine smoothly, right? Like trying to stay healthy. Don't get you know, hurt. But you're on like the seventh hole. You're not even Me? the way you speak. You're just like teeing off. No, you're like on the seventh hole. You're in the fairway on the seventh hole, probably the rough. Because you just yeah. started a new job, it's a little crazy right now. But you're, we're gonna, we got to punch back out, get you on the green. But that's our goal. We need to get you back on track so that you hit that back nine and you're crushing it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta step up. I gotta get some. I gotta plug in some more golf time. I definitely like golf. The few times that I've gone, I'm still a novice. But the hard part is like getting time to fit that in. Because like for sure, number one, like on my fun slash health category is I got, I gotta work out, and I always fit that in first. And that you should. I mean, but don't forget, golf is great. It's fun. It's good for the mind. If you walk, which I like to do, take a caddy, you get to talk, you get to meet people. I mean, you know, what's what's interesting about golf is it's it really talks about life. Like if you're honest on the golf course, you have integrity on the golf course, it's what you're going to do in real life. If you're one of these guys that, you know, your best club in your bag is your pencil, Mm, you're probably going to cheat in life. So it's, it is really interesting. And, you know, for me, I think it's a great way to just kind of calm my mind. I enjoy it. I probably take it a bit too serious. And I, I, I do also like to have fun when I play, but it's, it's something I need. It is. That's my medicine. Yeah. I'm pretty good at top golf. I'm good at top golf. El Segundo. I'm good at top golf, Las Vegas. Wow. I'm better. Well, I'm better on. I'm better on the second floor. Well, right now, don't go to Top Golf in in Vegas because it's pretty much surrounded by an F1 race. I was there last oh. week, and you can't even get around that city. And it's going on this week. It's going to be great, but it it is wild. But anyways, we've been talking about golf, and there's a reason for that because tonight we have a special guest. We have Patrick Koenig on. He holds the world's record for most courses played in a year and i saw on his instagram today 501st course so i'm pretty excited to bring him on i'm sad that i did not get a chance to play with them i was supposed to when he was here at detroit golf club my club here in detroit um we were talking about that winnebago he's got his recreational golf vehicle drive him in all around so he's very uh if you go to his instagram it's wild i mean you're gonna see golf courses you're gonna see his uh antics so let's bring him on I, I love that intro as a world record holder. That is Isn't that, that cool? is me. <laughs> Are so you in Guinness Book of World Records? Well, the, the, it won't actually be in the Guinness Book. They they wanted uh, some money and some. Uh, uh, some rights to my photography, which is a golf course photographer. Um, I, I can't give away the uh, the rights to all the photography this year. I've taken, oh my gosh, so many hundreds of thousands of photos. And uh, um, no, we, so we just set a world record. Um, I, I told them that they were not invited to the to the party, and I'm I'm telling my own story. Um, and uh, but it certainly we took the uh, criteria from them, uh, and that was where we found the the previous world record. 
and uh, did was, everything by, by that that uh, that standard and uh, just went ham on it. The previous record was 449. And oh, I feel like you got to like kill it a little bit more, dog. You got to like lock that shit down because somebody's yeah. going to come after you. Yeah. And it's been it's been well publicized this uh, this journey. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would love for somebody to come after come after me. But uh, right now, that's what I'm doing. I'm killing it. We've got uh, whether well, it was, you know, we're at 500 and well, you said 501, which was, I think, the latest that I post on there today. I played 36. So we got it up to 503. And uh, given the pace, um, we're going to the new goal was 555 after I set the world record. Um, to beat the existing record by over a hundred golf courses, which, you know, if the, if the existing world record holder were to go and play a new golf course every day for three months, they wouldn't, they wouldn't top what I'm going to, I'm going to set. Um, Boom. You know, so that's a devastation <laughs> of a world record for sure. Uh, 555 is, is good. Cause it's uh, it's 10,000 different golf holes in a single year which is, uh, you know, never been done before. I'm the first person to, to break the 500 mark. And, um, you know, that's a cool thing. It's like a lot of people have won PGA tour events and, uh, even, even major, major tournaments, not to say that this is anything near the effort it takes to win a major championship, but, uh, I'm the only one that's ever done this. So that's kind of a, kind of a cool thing to say. Well, Danny and I are the only two idiot doctors that have had a podcast like this. So we're pretty excited. About that. <laughs> we're at, so episode, I think 12. So we're chasing you down. We we got a long way to go to get to 550, but that's an unbelievable, you know, accolade that you have. I mean, that's, you know, I I love golf and I play. You know, I think the year of COVID, I think I got 93 rounds in a summer. That was huge for me, yeah. and that's when I dropped my my handicap and got back to where I was when I played more because as a physician, it's, it's tough to get out with their schedule, but I kind of carve out Tuesday night is league Saturday morning is golf with the boys. Sunday morning is golf with the boys. And if I can sneak one else in there, that's a good week for me. But to do five fifty five is an absolute dream. I just don't know when I'm going to be able to incorporate that. I hope I can still walk when, when yeah. I can play that much. So the, the, uh, I mean, it's a, certainly it's a ton of golf. It's not the most golf I've ever played. It's it's the golf courses. It's actually the the real achievement because there's mm -hmm. it's not just playing. You know, out of those, we say 190 or so rounds. You know, how many different golf courses was that on? It, you know, it's that number is is a tough one to to pump up. And you got to travel. You've got to go to different places. And we covered uh, 41 different states and two different countries. My. Uh, my main sponsor for the, the events, a company called Golf Gamebook, and uh, it's an app where I'm keeping all my scores and tracking everything. We got GPS down to the every hole that I've walked uh, and um, all my stats are in there. And they're a Finnish company you know, out in Finland. And so when I got to New York, they said, why don't you come on out and, uh, you know, bring on Finland? And we, we threw in Sweden there for uh, for good measure and uh, spent a week out there with the with the team and uh, kind of brought that that uh, Golf Gamebook uh culture over there uh, a little more into the 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 part of the world record uh but every day i've lived in that app and it's been uh it's been fun to document as i as i've gone along so let's does your golf does game. your shoulder does your shoulder hurt ah <laughs> <laughs> shoulders are feeling good even after day like, of 36 
I mean, that's great. I saw a couple golfers today in clinic and their shoulders are hurting. And we were talking about like, you know, not going back so far, et cetera. But that's crazy, man. You play a lot of freaking golf that your shoulder doesn't hurt. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, there's a, uh, I used to have a different swing before this. It was a little more aggressive. Um, and I've, I really dialed it back to something that's repeatable. That's not super stressful on the back. There's not a lot of twists there. Um, and uh, I still, I still get it out there. You know, I can still play um scratch golf which is is great you know that's that's super fun to play the golf courses how they're you know you're you're playing against par and uh it makes the game more fun and when you're at that at that level obviously being good at something is is always more enjoyable 100 percent. well we'll have you back once we do redo uh detroit i think you'll like it we have uh tyler ray coming out to do our master plan and and redo it and bring it back to what ross did now with all that you played and you're absolutely right. I'm just talking about playing and now you've added the added part of how many courses you've played, which is an amazing feat. Yeah. And what would you say? I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, what's your Mount Rushmore of golf courses you've ever played? And then mm-hmm. what's your Mount Rushmore of just this year in your record setting year? Yeah. All times I've, I've seen quite a bit of uh, amazing golf courses, which is as a kid, it, it was, you know, I was playing this little par three called Arlington Park, and I, I was thrilled just to even get on a private club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And it turns out none of those courses really even hold a candle to the the places in the world where you can really uh, experience golf. It's, it's by far the most beautiful sport, in my opinion. And uh, the places that, that I've been have been extraordinary. And I've got a chance to see about 95 of the top 100 golf courses here in the United States. I played the top 100 public golf courses, which are a little bit easier to get on. As most golfers will tell you, you know, the good stuff is, is, is usually private and a challenge to get on. So that's, that's a part of the puzzle as well is is seeing some of these places that are hard to access. Um, and without a doubt, the best golf course that I've ever played is Pine Valley. Um, I don't think there's a, there's not a lot of debate between architects and uh, aficionados and experts in golf courses that uh, Pine Valley is the, uh, is the king uh, in terms of, I mean, I, we could go into, I, we could have to do a whole podcast on why Pine Valley is uh, heads and tails above places like Pebble Beach or um, even, you know, Augusta. Um, and it, and it, it always ends up at the top and for, for good reason. So that was, uh, that was a cool one. My, uh, the story of how I got on there was even better because, you know, once you start getting into golf courses, you realize that Pine Valley is the, the Holy Grail. And, you know, kind of, you don't want to ask to get on there when you meet a Pine Valley member, because that never ends well. You just kind of wait and hope something happens. And I had a couple of friends in uh, the golf industry that were playing Pine Valley with a, uh, with a member and they had uh, Justin Timberlake in their, in their group. And um, uh, I got a call from my, my buddy Jeff and I, or I, was, I called him actually to see how, how the, how it went. I was excited to hear his take on, on Pine Valley. And he said, well, we haven't played. It's, you know, I got the dates mixed up and he's like, but what are you doing October 14th? Well, I was like, well, if you're, if you're asking me to come play with you, I'm not doing anything. And he's like, well, Justin's got a, uh, got a movie thing. He might not be able to to make it. And uh, uh, so I was, I was Justin Timberlake's backup, not his backup dancer, but his backup golfer for that, <laughs> for that particular group. And it turns out uh, JT is uh, in demand. He did, he did the movie and I, I got it. I got called in to play pine valley and uh i owe him a thank you you know i don't think i don't think he knows uh, i don't think he's listening tonight but if you want to do it right now go for it 
And, yeah, uh, and hopefully Thank we you. can get it to him. We'll we'll post this and we'll tag him and hopefully he responds. Yeah, thanks, JT. I mean, he's he's got a good game. I've seen him. Uh, I covered the Dunhill and he came out to the Dunhill uh, um, one of the years that I was out there, and he he plays pretty solid. And so um, I'm sure he was bummed to to not been there. Uh, I'm sure he's been before. Uh, but uh, thanks for thanks for uh, letting me slide in the the back door, JT. I owe you uh, a diet coke. <laughs> something we're talking about, we're talking about golf right yeah yeah <laughs> perfect. perfect do you perfect. do do you do karate because i was looking at your instagram and you got like the fucking sickest high kick you're just like boom and like yeah i don't know high, if that's fake it, it's it's all real it's all real so the high kick thing is uh was i mean back in the day when instagram first started and uh, it was a different place back then but i i got a couple gigs to do promos for products or whatever it was and uh i just came up with that high kick and you know i kicked pretty high and people liked it and so um i kind of it kind of is my my signature on the on the instagram is that sweet high kick yeah you there's know not many high kicking golfers out there um but i'm i'm probably leading the pack in terms of golfers that do high kicks uh <laughs> i think know. we're missing something leaving the or after a show, a six shoulder surgery, we should just like do a high kick or like kick the door open or something, or at least like when we go talk to family, like kick the door down. And like, talk yeah, to I used to have, I great. used to have an easy button and I'd hit the easy button and I'd go, that was easy. And I just hit it. <laughs> um, the high <laughs> kick will get attention. People will be like, wow, this guy is passionate about what he's doing. You know, it's like sometimes you just got to kick because you're, you know, you're stoked. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. You got to stretch before that. I mean, I'm getting older. I'm not, you know, you, Do you, you stretch? You know, I, before every high kick, I stretch because, you know, it, it's. But what a, about before golf? Before golf? Because, like, you play a lot of golf. Like, you know, how are you not getting injured? Like, this is good for patients, right? Yeah. I mean, I do some stretching. You got to, you, there's a good little spine twist thing you can do, and that, that gets the lower back going. And then, uh, you know, just toe touches. And I do a lot of push ups in here in the recreational golf vehicle. Um, it's an easy one to do. You know, I'm not hitting the gym. Um, I found lifting weights can be a little tough on some of the things, but you know, for the most part, I'm stretching and, uh, I try, I make at least one good health effort every day. You know, today I went for the turkey sandwich instead of the burger. Um, and I'm, I don't eat good by any means, but, uh, you know, that, that I think is, I could be better at that. Um, and then it's, you know, the swing walking helps. Um, uh, I try to walk, I probably walked about half the courses, um, and uh, the swing not being too violent and, you know, just kind of having a swing that's not stressful, I think, is a, is a big part of it. Now, the RGV, I'm assuming you're oh, in yeah. it right now. This is it. Yeah, you, oh, wait, you, you're you, in you, it? Oh, yeah. You're getting a – well, you, you can't really – I thought I mean, you we were in, like, a golf it. club. No, no. This is – this the whole thing is – I mean, you guys want the tour? Yeah. I need to give you a I'm sticker. Going. I have – we have stickers of I'm a pot star, not a doctor. I want you we to put it on that little some. wall right oh, there. Oh, yeah. There's there's some spots for the stickers, but this thing has been, um, you know, fully swagged out with all of the uh, – you can see the ceiling there has got all the flags from every place I've gone. Um, up there we've got – you know, those are ball marks from every place um, oh, that sick. I've been to as we kind of go through here. Um, That's your home? This is the home where all the stickers and little bit of pieces of swag from everything um, – you know, we've got the some more ball marks over there. You can see those are the little plastic ones that you get. Golf like a champion today for all those Notre Dame fans out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's been. I mean, there's more more ball marks in here. I didn't really start putting things up till I was 150 courses in, so it could be even more ridiculous. But 
we've got most people that come in here say this is a more of a museum and an ode to ode to golf than it is a uh, than it is anything else. But you know, it's it's kind of a cool, fun thing to do is um, have these little pieces from uh, courses, and I'll find myself just sitting here looking at them, and in each one of those little circles you see on the wall is a story it's uh it's it's somebody that i played with it's a golf course that i spent you know five six hours at um either you know just playing or going back out and getting photography and um you know each each one is is really cool a sea wayne club there was a place i never heard of before and i absolutely loved it um you know, I made a new friend out there. So um, that's a, that was course number 300. I remember that, you know, that's just, that's just one. Uh, I remember we slept in the parking lot the night before and um, it was a good, is a good spot out there on, on Long Island. And uh, th that's the, that's the cool thing about these little tokens is it's, it's fun to see, but it, uh, it kind of reminds you of, of where you've been and um, how lucky I have been to see all these places is, um, is really cool. That's a, that's something, it's a year I'll never forget. Um, at, at all you know it's a world record but it's a more of a, a a great memory and a great experience that's i mean i'm so pissed as i look around this and listen to you it's like i'm so pissed that my stupid job i was on call the day you were at detroit golf club and so i was oh. supposed to be the fourth and they so you and i were supposed to play you played with my buddy chef chris Macheri and that day and a couple other guys and I'm just irritated because this would have been so fun to hang out so now we just got to make it happen we'll figure it yeah. out We'll yeah, I, Michigan's a great state for golf, so I'll undoubtedly be back there. Um, in my life as a golf course photographer, uh, it takes me places, right? So if I get a job, um, you know, you know, I do the job and I say, oh, there's probably some courses around here that I'd love to see. Because um, there are. Everywhere in America, there's there's great golf courses, um, you know, not too far away. Uh, especially if you, you kind of look and, and research and ask other players and they know where the hot spots are in their, in their hood and um I, i've been around the entire country now and played golf in every state and so i kind of know where i want to go and um yeah well D detroit's got some some hidden gems there that uh the thing about it too is that you know i go to these places and then i i wish that i would just have another week there because you go and you're like all right here are the three places i want to play and here's what i want to play with and then you play and then you, you talk about golf courses and then next thing you know there's three more courses that you got to see and i just didn't have time to do them all, which is crazy because I did 503 courses so far. And there's, there's another 300 out there. I still want to play. So when you were in Detroit, do you think you're going to knock out all the courses in the United States? It's, it's impossible. Um, yeah, there's, um, there's no way all the golf courses in the world. Um, people don't live to be 200 years old is kind of what it would. And you'd have to start playing when you're two or something. So uh, that, that is a, a goal that's uh, almost impossible. I'm going to say impossible, but, um, and, and there's a lot of courses that are quite frankly, maybe not worth seeing. Um, there's a lot of the similar stuff. Um, so you kind of search out the ones that have a unique um, vibe to them or, you know, that. Uh, I go to this one, I go to this one called Woodley Lakes. It's in, um, it's in Encino, I think, but it's like super hood. And like, yeah. <laughs> you probably wouldn't go to that one. Well, so, so what I found is that like, you know, I, there's a lot of kind of like these medium to high end public courses that are great, but they all are kind of, I've seen it. I've seen that before. You know, you're like this, every hole out here is, but there's something special about every course. But what I found is that the ones that are interesting are like the ones that have all this character and maybe they're just a dog track. Like some of the ones that I played that have been awful. 
I've really enjoyed because they were they approached golf in a different way, maybe with less, you know, they're doing as much as it takes to manage a golf course with like just no budget, you know, and they have interesting pieces about them or just the way that they do something is different. And that's the stuff that like I get excited about because I've seen a lot of the same stuff. You know, I've seen a dog leg, right? Part four with a you know bunker on the inside. I mean, you know, stuff like that is, uh, is, is, is old hat, but, uh, every golf course that I've been to in one way or another had a, had a special thing that I enjoyed about it. What's something that like, when, when you look at a golf course, like you just said, you played a dog like, right. But what's something that you looked at and said, now that's weird on any of these courses. Like what's the strangest thing that you like, we're like, I, I, I don't get that. Well, there's some, I mean, there's every, you know, it's maybe the environment um, that you're in. The setting is always a really cool part of it. Um, but there are some just bad designs that are a little, little quirky. And uh, um, I'm trying to think of ones that uh, there's, there's one in um, Sharp Park that always gets me. Um, and it's an old Alistair McKenzie course. And most people have heard of Alistair McKenzie because he did Augusta National. And, you know, that's on television every year. Um, but it's, it was a, it's a course that has uh, been just kind of devastated from route changes and land fighting and over the you know it was built in the 1920s and there's like maybe one or two holes that remain um and there's a they kind of in order to get 18 holes they jammed in this little par three that's about 60 yards and if you play the back tees which you kind of have to out there there's a uh there's a tree just directly right in front of the green it's like a 60 yard shot with a big tree right in front of the green it makes no sense but um it makes sense in order to get 18 holes in. I think that's what they were going for. So um, there's stories like, and, and there's, I know Doak submitted a proposal to, to renovate that place and bring it back to the, it's right on the ocean. It's a great piece of land, but there's a, a snake and a frog that everybody's all up in arms about protecting. And I mean, golf does a lot for the, uh, the environment and bringing people out. Uh, not all golf courses are, are efficient and effective, but I think people, tend to look at the bad examples of, of water usage and, uh, and, and say that every golf course is like that. It's just, it's simply not true. If you look at the efforts that are being made today, there's a lot of golf courses that really care about the environment and they bring a lot of people closer to nature um, and uh, do a lot of good for uh, the communities around them. And I think, uh, you know, when you think of golf, sometimes they, the opinion is this, it's this elitist sport you know, that only rich white men have been able to play. And, and we've done a good job of changing that in the past decade. You know, it's not, it's not just rich white guys. There's certainly places where um, that is probably the case with some of these private clubs and the people that are, you know, members and get to play them, but it's changing, you know, women are getting more involved. Uh, uh, kids, I mean, the kids playing golf this day, these days, it's, it's record number of children are playing golf like never before. And then um, different people from different walks of life, different um, ethnicities and, you know, minorities in, in America have, have realized that golf is actually really fun. It's a fun play. There's so many things to love about it. And um, it's not it's not exclusive to a to a race, to a gender, to an age. Everybody can enjoy the sport. Oh, that's fantastic. And it's funny you bring up that story about McKinsey and a 17 hole issue. I don't know if you got a chance to play Crystal Downs when you're here. I played and, it before. Yeah. yeah. So you, if you remember the ninth hole, yep. it's a short par three that's kind of crowbarred in there. And yeah. if you remember that, it's because when he was, when he was building it and drawing it out, 
he would always draw it and have a little apprentice with him that would kind of scribble stuff out as he would like point and do this. And then he would drink his whiskey and then he would keep going. And then this one night he's like, we're done. We've built it. This is what it's going to be. And he walked into town into Glen Arbor, Michigan, and he gets a, you know, another, you know, bottle of whiskey and he walks back and his apprentice is trying to figure out how to tell him. He's like, you only have 17 holes. <laughs> so he crowbarred that ninth hole in and that's why it's kind of a unique it's kind of at an angle but yeah. it's, it's just a bizarre hole but it's funny because it sounds like he's done it a few times now well the ninth hole is is probably one of the most uh talked about i mean it's it's right there by the clubhouse i mean it comes right up to the edge there and you got a cool view right through the window to look at that thing uh the green always gives people fits i know it's it's pretty severe uh, and there's a is a good slope and you got to be you got to be below the hole or you're you're trying to save bogey you know um right. so it's kind of fun you know that's there's all these great stories about especially the i hadn't heard that one um that he'd only had 17 holes and the ninth was was a, was an effort to jam something into what he thought was a masterpiece so um that golf's full of those those little stories and and the guys that build these i've gotten a chance to know uh, a number of them or just have interaction with them and and they're they're approach to it is as healthy as ever you know i think in the 80s and 90s and you know even 50s and 60s not many golf courses were being built back then but 80s and 90s there was a boom and uh a lot of the courses were were thoughtless um they were real estate plays and um not a lot of originality but today you've got great you know masters of of design guys like uh Gil Hans or Tom Doak or Crenshaw, David McClay kid does great work as well. Um, and that, those are just the big names. You know, there's a lot of guys that are coming up from those crews that are also getting opportunities to, um, to, to build new courses. Uh, King Collins design did a great, great course. One of my favorites on the tour um, that celebrates public golf. They were like, we want this to be a public place. It's a course called Landman um, out in Nebraska and it's big and bold and creative as ever. Um, just some really neat stuff. And like, yeah, I was cool to see a, a design features that you, I just didn't, hadn't seen, you know, you play 500 courses and they came up with something new. And so that's a brand new course. I mean, it just, this was its first full season of play. Um, it's super popular too. So it's like, I don't know the exact details on it, but I know it's like, as soon as they opened that tee sheet, they were sold out this year of all available tea times um, at the beginning of the year. Like there was no way to get on there. Um, I mean, their tea sheet was fully booked. So that's really cool. It's a really healthy sign for, and it's in the middle of nowhere. It's not like it's, you know, in a, next to a major city where everybody's just going and playing there. You got to make a trek to go see Landman in Nebraska. And people do, and people are loving it. And uh, um, I can't wait to see more, more work from them. Um, and and any of the any of the guys that i mentioned it's we're in a good space where in the next decade you're going to see a bunch of brand new courses that um will just go right into the top 100 you know because there's a lot i mean there's a lot of of, of courses that won't budge because they're historic and they're works of art and uh, those will stay there but i mean i'd love to see what the top 100 is going to be in 10 20 years i I'd imagine you'll have at least a third of those are going to be rotated out. And so that's, what's fun about it. It's like you play the top 100, but then five years later, you're like, you got to go see 20 new courses um, because there's, there's so much good golf. Uh, and we're, we're in a space where uh, courses that are getting built now are good. You know, they're not just real estate plays. Some of them are, um, but uh, the, there's a lot of good golf coming in the next, in the next couple of years. So when you, 
look at these courses, I mean, one of the things that you bring up is the the new ones. But one of the things that's really impressive these days is the renovations and all these. So you're taking all these courses. So we found Donald Ross's 1915 plans for Detroit. And so when Tyler Ray came, who is going to renovate it for us, he's seen somewhere about 90% or 95% of the Donald Ross courses in the country, actually in the world, excuse me. And, uh, and so with that, what was really cool is he's going to bring it back, not just necessary to the 1915 drawings, but over the years, how when when his brother came and his brother was actually Don Ross's brother was our first pro there, Alec. And it's going to be really cool because it's going to be a quote unquote new course. But in reality, it's a course from the early, you know, it's from 100 years ago, but it's just brand new in 2025 or 2026 when it's going to be done. So it's, it's really cool, like you're saying, that you have all these new ones, but then you're having this renovation and these renaissance of all these old courses, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, and, and it's a perfect space for that to happen in abundance because um, golf is doing so well. So that a lot of these budgets are full. You know, they have the cash to do this. And um, there's, I mean, there's a dozen uh, top 100 courses and, and everybody seems to be doing a renovation and going back to the original aesthetic, the original design is the, is the way to go and appreciation for, from the masters of our past. And so that's, that's cool. And I, and every course that I see beforehand that had a renovation uh, that goes back to that way, I just personally, I think it's a better golf course. I haven't mm-hmm. seen a renovation that um, was worse, you know? So I think that's a cool thing that um, we're lucky to kind of go back and, appreciate some of the the courses how they were designed um you know i don't think you'll see that at a place like augusta national they they've, they've got their marching orders um to i mean that that is i don't even i would not consider that an augusta or a, an alistair mckinsey golf course hmm. not anymore not anymore i mean it's um it's a, an amalgamation of men of power over the years uh, <laughs> but the, there are some pure efforts where they go back and like and they restore the <clears throat> the one that is 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 a kind of a a crossbreed of that that example is um one of my favorite rounds this year was a place called the lido um and i and most golf experts or you know people that love golf courses will know the story of the lido um and it was a course built by built by cb mcdonald who is the father of american golf and um he took these template designs from the courses of the british isles and you know places like the old course and north barrack and um all, all these kind of holes that had um, uh, just in a certain appeal or a design that people loved. And he said, America needs to see this type of golf. And so he took that idea of these template holes um, in design configurations and brought it over to the United States and built this place called the Lido. Um, and I don't have all the, the information. This is a high level um summary of what what they did and um according to some of the reports it was the i mean from men that were experts at the time it was the best golf course in the world uh, it was out there in new york and world war ii happened and you know they built a school over it and uh, i think there's a golf course there now that's just an ode to it nothing like the original plans or the original grandeur of it and uh so i'm not sure the the name but there's a gentleman that uh, that had plans down to the scale i mean numbers and 
digital renderings of the the every detail of the Lido golf course. And he brought that to Mike Kaiser, who's a, a golf course developer and a band of Band and Dunes. And um, they they brought that to Tom Doak and said, um, could you build this golf course again with these these things? And the answer was we could. We could absolutely do it. And they they took those plans and they put it out and th- they broke ground in Wisconsin and in, uh, in Sand Valley. It's, a, it's kind of middle of nowhere, but it's this beautiful um, deposit of glacial sand. that's just perfect for shaping and building golf courses. They've already got a handful of great courses there. And they, they said, we're going to rebuild the Lido from, you know, bring it back from the golf graveyard and we're going to, we're going to do it to the T, you know, all of the design efforts that were made by CB McDonald back then, uh, have been reimagined and replicated is, I mean, I can't, I don't, I've seen other golf courses that he's done and this, this thing is, is very similar. It, it feels very much in the shape and form of, of CB McDonald. And, uh, and I got to watch them, uh, over the past couple of years, I, I watched him shape it I watched him, um, grass it. And then, uh, last year <laughs> got a chance to see it with it, like half sand, half grass. We hit a, hit a couple balls around. Uh, and then this year I came back and I got to play the, the Lido. Um, and that was, uh, that it's, it's a grand place. It's, it's big, bold and beautiful. And the landforms there are just spectacular. Um, it's yeah. not on the ocean, so it's, it's missing a little bit of that, but it's got, it's got all of the playability and the, and the fun features that everybody has loved for hundreds of years um, in the game of golf. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of, it's a new course, but it's an old course and it's a different, it's a different location than it, than it previously was. So the, the ability to do something like that is, is really awesome. I mean, that's a cool story uh, coming from sand Valley and, and they're not stopping. They'll, they'll, you'll get other courses out there. They've got a uh, sedge Valley is another one they're uh, building and I got a chance to, a look at that too so it's it's a playground i like how you love the golf courses i i want to know about the rgv dude like how okay. are you living in a car like what is the deal like who are your friends and do you have a dog uh no i wish i i wish i had a dog a dog would be great in here but it would also be you know i'm going to play golf when i'm gonna just leave him in here now you, got, you, you, a dog, bro. you could take your kid wait can you take the dog onto the golf course some Not golf courses yeah not, not, you know, places like Shinnecock Hills, they'd say no, no dogs allowed, but there's a lot of places that are, there's, I mean, turf dogs. My dog will ride in the cart, bro. My dog's trained. Like, he'll oh, be yeah. like. <laughs> well, they, a lot of superintendents have dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met a couple good, good boys uh, uh, just yesterday out in, um, you know, they're, they just ride around. It's like the greatest thing for a dog to, you know, they have a golf course to run around and chase so stuff. Who do, you, and, who do you go with? Um, I go, well, so I opened the tour up to anybody that wants to play. Um, when I, when I announced it, I was like, anybody that wants to be a part of this, send me a message and, um, I'll do my best to get to everybody. I haven't been able to get to everybody. Is that who done... takes the pictures? Like who takes all your pictures and shit? Do you have like some, because you're the photographer. Do you hire another yeah. photographer? Or just a random? Uh, um, it kind of, it kind of depends. I mean, I'm always taking the pictures of the golf courses that you see on there. That's all, it's all my work. Um, on Twitter and Instagram is where I share most of them. And then my website. Um, but you know, I, I'll get a, I'll get a buddy when we're kind of creating something, you know, you mentioned the antics and that's an iPhone stuff. We're just kind of filming the fun, uh, as we go and then putting a fun reel up there or whatever, um, kind of interesting bit that I 
found that that particular time but this thing is it's not it's not a car it's a recreational golf vehicle it's a 30 foot class a looks more like a bus you know it's we got it fully wrapped um people will hold it wrap? oh you got a wrap on it like matt like a matte wrap no like they wrap the outside so you can see rgv tour it's got the golf oh. game book stuff on the side qr code like fully black and green people will recognize <laughs> it I'll get honked at while I'm driving and I'll get a message or a picture like somebody you know took a picture when that when I drove by them on the highway. Um, so it's fun, you know, like getting recognized and people loving the tour uh, as much as I love it and people coming to be a part of it. It's it's really fun. So that's who I play with is is people that um, wanted to be a part of this tour. And those are the people that are that like make it fun and make it, you know, keep the energy flowing on this because you you could be easy to get tired of golf you're playing every day the golf courses i love so that i could do this without the folks but it would be uh, a fraction of the excitement and a fraction of the uh, enjoyment and just passion that the people that come breathe, breathe life into oh, yes there, you do. Oh, there it is <clears throat> that's the hey, shit wait who's that guy on top you have like a little like a little mannequin up there that's me baby that's me posing. <laughs> that is wait, dope so when did the the Ron Burgundy stash come? Because I like it. But when, it's November. Oh, yeah, it I mean, November. Yeah, I've got. Uh, it's always surprises people that I've got a. Uh, I've got a girlfriend. She said you should go for a mustache. She's got two little kids that are uh, adorable, and Ava and Gwen were like, I think we would like the mustache too. So I went with the mustache. You know, it's been maybe a couple weeks in. It's grown in pretty solid. But I texted I thought maybe you just saw Top Gun Maverick, and you just said, "I'll, I'll do it." Ron it, Burgundy. It's Ron Burgundy. I do look like a like a like you know like a like a pilot or something, a real serious guy. Um, the mustache is different, man. It's uh, I, I it's only been uh, you know a couple weeks, but uh, you, you you walk into a place, it's different. Like people, you like, have new friends. Yeah, no, different. you walk in with the mustache, they'll you got they'll be like, "Hello, Ossifer, what you need tonight?" Yeah, that's how I got the beard, dude. It was one November. I lost track. I fucking grew the beard out and I got like a comb and everything. And I was telling Sharif, we talked about an episode, and I had all this like new respect, all these new friends, and I just couldn't get rid of it. Um, yeah, it's a you're a different human. You gotta like you gotta yeah, I mean I'm adjusting to it, right? So it's it's yeah. a new thing for me, but yeah. Um everybody kind of laughs at me when I when I see it, and it's it's a fun thing. The guy the guys all support the mustache. You know, they're, they're like, nice stash, bro. A lot of that going on. Oh, yeah, that's, um, that's how you have to say it. Nice stash, yeah. bro. You cannot say, I, I really enjoy your mustache. It's nice yeah, stash, bro. Weird. You're nice stash, bro. You know, it's kind of like there's like a macho thing going on there. And I'm all for that. You know, I'm I, I, a little bit of macho machismo on the tour here. It's it's all right. You know, I don't know if it'll make it to to the end. Um but it's you gotta, uh, keep that. you gotta keep that bro my daughter yeah. tells me that a mustache and a beard is makeup for men and, and yeah. i kind of do that now yeah so it's fun we're playing dress up here and uh it'll come in a little heavier too we're just you know so we'll see how <laughs> how ridiculous it can get and uh we're just gonna let it ride you know you let gotta do the curly things on yeah, the like, side like, that like, shit is oh, wild yeah. they like twist yeah, fingers going on there exactly <laughs> oh shit here comes Oh, here comes fucking Bobby. Bobby, Bobby's gonna show him. Spent, spent a couple minutes oh, doing it for you guys. There you go. Oh man, yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. aspirational. But he's got the beard too, so you know. Big. That was like last week. He sneezed. He sneezed, and it just fucking came just, out of nowhere. Yeah, three weeks that's ago, how, the guy was bald. That's how manly Bobby Digital is. He just that's, he just grows it to sleep. 
That's it. Well, we, we had a guest a few weeks ago that um, uh, Chewy, who grows his beard out every winter, whatever it is, and shaves in the spring. And I figured if he's going to do he, it, I might as well jump on board, you know? And then he makes a coat thing. and gives it to children in need when it's at the end of the season. Yeah, for warmth. I mean, uh, you know, those winter months can get cold. The stash will keep you warm. You know what's really funny, though, is like when I was doing my research on you and digging through your Instagram, I noticed that you and I had, I think, 30 mutual people, obviously not you and me, but it's funny The my buddies that follow you are from all walks of life. I mean, we got doctors, we got guys that are all into golf. We got, so it's really interesting. Like your demographic of your, whatever, 106,000 followers are, it's all over the place, which is great. And I think that's like you were saying earlier with golf, it's, it brings so many people together. And so like your word out there, everybody that at least I know is watching what's going on. And it's cool that it's from everywhere. It's from every direction. Yeah, that's the great thing about golf. I mean, I'm sure it's it's been said before, but I played golf with people that I would have absolutely never crossed paths with before mm-hmm. because of golf. And then you realize that like we got a lot of stuff in common as human beings, and and there's more commonalities than than differences. And golf strips away a lot of the stuff that is is um, maybe not real. It's superficial, but you know. So we're just guys hitting a ball around the field, and there's something really bonding about struggling together and having successes and failures and um, just having a, having a good time. And so, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, the, the amount of just, you know, celebrities that I've been able to, to rub shoulders with is, is kind of, is, is odd to me because I, you know, I don't consider myself a, a celebrity or walk in those circles at all. I'm just a guy that loves golf. And, um, and it turns out that, you know, that's how there's a lot of people are. And so, uh, the friendships that I forged over the past, you know, decade in, in golf, when I really started going in on this and being a golf guy and, and that was my career, um, are all my best friends today. You know, there was, you know, my, my best friends have all been, you know, through golf and they all, we all play golf together and that's how we, we bond. And then that, that is forged friendships that will last a lifetime. And anybody that has played golf. If you let me fix your rotator cuff, you're going to be my best friend too. (laughs) <laughs> the rotator, the rotator cuff. cuff is fine man yeah it's it's rotating it's rotating fine um, I'm gonna well, get Patrick, i want to ask you a question that i mean i'm going to get a little serious but but again sifting through your your gram page you've been sober for 18 years and congratulations oh, yeah. that's fantastic and so yeah. one of the things that was really cool is how you pay it back and yeah and you said something that was really interesting that i i would never have thought it but you said these guys are just one decision away from a way better life. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. It, I mean, that is uh, 100% true. So if anybody's listening there and you know, you know, if you're an alcoholic, you know, I knew. Um, and the decision is a tough one to make. It's, it's, it feels so big. I remember, you know, it's like you're, you're throwing away this life. You're throwing away your friends. How are you going to function? How are you going to be able to, interact in social situations like who are you without without booze and when i made that decision um you know this tour doesn't happen with this um, all the great things i have in life are, be, are because of uh because of sobriety and it's cool to 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 meet somebody and every year i put it out there when i celebrate my anniversary is like you know send me a message or i'll do whatever i can to to help you and i always get a handful of of you know guys and girls that are they're struggling with addiction and, and any bit that i can can help is 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 rewarding to me personally and then um 
you know, it's, it's, it, it's cool when somebody makes that decision because honestly you're, you know, the, your life has become unmanageable and that's what it is for a lot of people today. They're just kind of, they're, they're in that addiction. It's, it's exhausting it's, and it's awful. And if you make that decision and it, it, it changed my life and everybody that I know that's sober will, will say the exact same thing. It was the best decision that I've ever made. Um, the most important one. And, um, anybody that's, you know, that's struggling. I mean, you could, you can stop drinking right now. You can make that. You know, what's crazy. I was just talking about this. I was at like a lacrosse tournament and I met another couple who was like sober and they're like, oh, are you going to go upstairs and get a drink? I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to. I'm trying to like not drink today. And, and, you know, cause I, I feel what you're saying and I've, I've done, I've gone sober for like six months and I felt amazing. And when I talk to patients or, or even just people, I'm like, it's crazy that like in our society, we like alcohol is like, like just out there, like this social thing, but we literally know that it like, you know, it causes, you know, addiction, it ruins lives, it causes cancer. And like, they were so shocked when they heard that, Oh, alcohol causes cancer. I was like, yeah, it causes cancer. But like, no one really talks about that. Everyone just kind of like looks over and glazes over it as they kind of like drink. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of odd because it's it's definitely one of the most dangerous things that's socially accepted and very part of our American culture. And uh, every day, you know, I don't know the stats, but hundreds of people die from alcohol um, and, and they just don't make it. And that's that's sad because there's such a great life for everybody um, and you're not going to have the chance to see it if you don't don't stop drinking. If you there, there are people that manage it very well and they're it's just a, a fun thing they do once in a while they can take it or leave it and those people are they don't worry about those they'll have great they're lives rare. those people are rare well yeah you start to think that yeah they are because most people have this relationship with alcohol and like for yeah. me my globe uh revolved around when i was going to party next and when i was going to you know i was a binge drinker which turned out good because i was just so bananas with it that it became very apparent that I was an alcoholic very early. So I quit when I was 25 because I'd have been dead by 26 the way I was drinking. Um, and, uh, that was, that was, that was good. And I hate to see people that don't have it is, is like, is just like a, off the rails as me that they can kind of manage it. And I just want, you know, they live this life and they wake up in their 40 and like, what could have been if you weren't dedicating yeah, it? It's wild. I, I love this. What you just said, cause I feel like, Hopefully some people listen to it. You know, I think we all, you know, have a drink here and there to decompress, but it's not a very good coping mechanism. And, and yeah. I realize that too, right? Like after a hard day, like you're like, oh, I just need a beer. Like that's when I'm like, oh, nope, don't want to have a beer. Cause you start getting into that. Like, oh, I had a long day in the OR. I had a long day, you know, at my job and you come home and you, you have a beer. Like that's how it all starts. That's a, that's a poor coping mechanism. Well, yeah. And you're in, in, not only you're missing an opportunity to grow as a human being, you know, if something comes your way, it's a challenge and you, you survive it and you deal with it. And like, then you, you, you figure out ways, healthy ways to, to cope with the challenge. And then that can be a part of how you handle stuff in the future. But if you just go to booze, that ain't helping, you know, that's not a, that's not a real healthy solution. It's, it's, it's kind of just a bandaid. Um, but, uh, you know, if you, if you overcome something in, in sobriety and you find a way to lean on a friend or, you know, talk to, um, you know, a therapist or anybody that's, that's helpful, um, that can, that can be a real huge 
you know, arrow in your, your quiver that can help you live a better life, you know? And so just to, just to rely on booze is, is a, is a bad call. But what about like, so everybody, I was just talking about it today. There was a psychiatrist that I was talking to um, and they were talking about like psilocybin and using mushrooms and like our society is like kind of like going to this, like, oh, these are plants. People are smoking marijuana. People are doing this and that. Like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that people are going to have problems with addiction or do you think that there's like, it's an unexplored avenue, especially like from us coming in medicine, a lot of yeah. us are looking at different ways to treat pain or treat depression and stuff like that. So we're turning to these natural substances, which have previously been thought of as like, you know, illicit drugs, which now we're kind of wiping that away and saying, no, it's not an illicit drug. It's a therapeutic. What do you think about yeah. that? Well, I'm all, I'm all for, for figuring out what, what it does. You know, there's certain things that are, that are going to be a temporary, alleviation of pain that end up causing a lot more problems that it's like, you know, this is not a medicine and, uh, I'm, I'm no doctor, but, uh, but, but I think people kind of know, it's like, you know, if this is, is, I mean, if it's, you're relying on it for something else, like deep down, like you kind of know, yeah. it's like, I'm using alcohol for the wrong reasons, you know, yeah. or I'm using this to manage pain, but also to, to like, make me feel good about something I, I have discomfort in with my life. And so I think, you know, there's some really, you know, it's interesting. I feel like you should do some research and, and medicine is, 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 is a fantastic thing when, when used properly and that we can, we can find really great cures for diseases and stuff like that, that we got, we got to do, but there's the difference between, you know, using um, a substance for something that's not intended to be. And, and there's a fine line there. And so if we can find other things in plants that will help people live better lives and then uh, enhance their enjoyment of what they've got going on, then like, yeah, I'm all for yeah. that. It's I just always, know that I can't do be in moderation. It's always going to be in moderation. Yeah. No matter what you talk about, that's the problem with America is like, we're so excess. Like Sharif is so excess, you know, yes. he doesn't know how to live in moderation. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the problem. Like, but the take home page is like moderation, right? Everything's good in moderation. But like, yeah, like you said, like there's some people who could just handle their alcohol and have a couple of drinks and there's other people who can't. Right. So I think that's that's the, the, the most important thing is just moderation. But you know yeah. what you should not do in moderation? What? Play different golf courses. Yeah. I love <laughs> it's it's funny. That, you bring that. I mean, pedal to the metal, bro. <laughs> yeah. You bring that up because it's like, um, you know, I'm an excessive not, and that's my personality. I hate right. mediocrity. I hate um, moderation, and I hate kind of finding that balance. I'm like, I want to do the wall. That's like us. Yeah. So it's kind of like golf has been has been there for me. It's kind of like I am just gonna do stuff mm. obsessively and and fixate on things um, to, and that's why I'm a world record holder because I have that sort of drive and obsessiveness, and so. The trick is to find things that you can do, you know, manage your, your, your balance and your, and your, the things that you obsess on and then find something that you, you can obsess on that's healthy, you know? I like shoulders. I love shoulders. There you go. He's a shoulder guy, you know? Obsessed. Obsess. Yeah. <laughs> And I've, see, I've, I've, it's funny. We've had so many people on here, Patrick, athletes, like comedians, whatever. And like everybody who's really good at what they do, they're, they're just like us. They're obsessing about what they do and they have their passion. And it's awesome because for me, it's like everybody has their little niche and there's all these correlations. But what it comes down to is like you pick something you're good at and you fucking love it and you just go balls to the wall and just do it until you like explode. 
Yeah, that's what I've done this year, and it's it, it's incredibly rewarding. I, I heard I heard something that, um, and another thing along that line that I learned about myself this year is that um, the goal setting aspect of approaching a passion that way has been so rewarding because it's. And we talk about setting goals, and uh, very rarely do humans, I think, set really solid goals and really jump into them. And that's what I did this year. It's been it's been that because you know one, it's it's time based it's measurable, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's achievable, but it's also difficult and it's something I love to do. And the, the thing that I, with these little ball marks here that, um, I heard, I was listening to another podcast and somebody said that the, um, the de- decrease, like the reduction of space between you and your goal gives you, even in like little small doses gives, gives you, um, some serotonin or those sort of positive endorphins. The dopamine, you get a little release of that dopamine when there's a reduction of space between you and your goal and when it's carefully measured. And for me, it's it's golf courses. Right. So I have this little ticker every day. It's one or two golf courses or three or four. Um, and then I get I put my little ball mark up on the on the wall and, and, it, and it feels good. I'm like, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I've gotten a little bit closer to my goal, and like, you know what, you know what releases oh, yeah. dopamine is jump your ass into a ice cold pool oh, below yeah. 50 degrees, and there's something about that jumping in the cold pool, like afterward, like you just feel amazing. I did, uh, I did a, um, it was a tough mutter. I think that's what I call it, but yeah. it was like one of those, like, it's not an Ironman, but it's like, you do all these ridiculous things. And one of yeah, them was, like a, or a Spartan race. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like a, a half marathon. And then there's a point where you jump into the cold plunge. And by this, I was like six miles in or something. I'm getting kind of tired or whatever. And I hit that. And it was like, I felt mentally better. My body oh. I was like, you know, I was just like ready to rock and roll after that. So that <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that, actually was, burnt, that actually burns. That actually burns more calories in jumping in that than That's anything right. else you could do everyone thinks like let me go to a sauna let me like yeah. do hot yoga no seriously just hop in an ice bath cold it releases will- cold shock protein so this is my favorite time of year in yeah. california because it's cold my pool is cold as shit and i get it in my jacuzzi and it's for free it's 102 i jump in there and then i go back and forth and my wife's like what the hell are you doing i'm like i'm cold plunging but i tell you after 20 minutes of that i feel freaking amazing and then like, you just burn a shit ton of calories. Did you hear, Patrick, did you hear that like subtle flex there, that like humble brag? It's like, I go between my pool to my hot tub that's set Shut to cold. Does he, take a, does he take a PJ in between the two or what's oh, okay. so. Just back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I don't Actually, even have good internet. You have a good a <laughs> my internet sucks and my I have a laptop that just died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. So I'll Can't take that Patrick. So now that you're not drinking, so you're yeah. probably, I'm going to assume, a connoisseur of Arnold Palmer's. Yeah, uh, I, I am a Fresca man. I turn into a Fresca man. Um, it, I, and I just this year, I was in Atlanta and um, Hawks Ridge, and they uh-huh. had Fresca. And I was like, and I slugged one down. I was like, why have I not been drinking Fresca? I probably consumed thousands of cans of fresca every time after round it has sugar in it though i like i like bubble no it's probably not the best thing you know nothing's good but i mean i i've got my little vices and fresca is what i'm, I'm you know. <laughs> you're, you're like john daly i mean john daly traded you know booze and darts to you know m&m's diet coke and still uh, darts, darts, so, is fun. darts. i don't know i don't i don't i'm not a i mean that's john daly is kind of like the uh he's a lightning rod for what you talked about like the mm-hmm. celebration of uh 
of, of addiction. And, and, and there's a lot of things that uh, I don't really admire about John Daly, but everybody loves that guy. I mean, he, he is this kind of drunken dude that shows up and says all the stuff that um, people are thinking. And, um, but I, I, I often wonder, it's like, what could have John Daly been? You know, I don't know. Um, but he is the one because everybody celebrates the, all the, all the ridiculousness stuff that he does, and he's very popular, and he's a he's an American man. Um, he's, he's on this planet doing what he was supposed to do because I don't think there was ever a plan B. No matter what was happening, that was going to be it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta admire the guy for just being who he is. That's the thing that I I love about people is when they're unapologetically themselves. You can't you can't you can't fault somebody for just being themselves, and then. Right. Uh, my I'm approach sure to that is like, so because that's the whole idea behind this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> be yourself, man. The, the, nothing worse than somebody tries to pretend that they're something that they're not. I, I'm all for aspirations and and trying to become a better version of yourself. But like, there's a, there's you know you can tell when somebody's trying to you know be something that they're not, and it's really really great when you see somebody that is just them, and then. I re react to that as like maybe I like what they're they are, or maybe I don't. But there's always great portions of and types of things that i like in just about everybody and so i that, what i do is i say i like this person like this person i don't like this about them maybe i don't like their politics so i'm not going to involve them in like the the deep parts of my life but they're perfect as as this sort of friend in my mm -hmm. my life and so i really just try to appreciate people for the things that um they're they're great at and and if i don't like something about somebody i i tend not to focus on that and that's been my approach for um, playing golf with a bunch of strangers because sometimes you're somebody's gonna rub you the wrong way and you know, that's okay you know you've got a um it's been a good year because of that that approach and that mentality that i've adopted yeah because you, it always sucks to have that like 23 waggle guy that you're playing with yeah. it's like hit the fucking ball hit it but then they might be have you know some some great a great approach on something else that you 100%. can appreciate you know Take but it for you, what it is. it's hard to look past a 23 waggle though i gotta tell you it's like playing with sergio garcia no my daughters are going to be sad they wanted me to ask you where the best arnold palmer was but honestly I, i'm going to tell him it's okay he he's a fresca man yeah i'm a fresca man i don't have the expert uh testimony in that regard and uh you know maybe rgv 3.0 I, I could do a little bit more research but uh Perfect. too much sugar in those things i i'm they have I'm, an I, arnold palmer spindrift i use that one it's half lemonade half um yeah. tea and it's a play, sparkling water i played a lot of arnold palmer courses i'll tell you that <laughs> all right well we also play a game we usually play a game and we call it keeping it gangster but we're gonna do keeping it gangster golf edition with you Ooh. okay that's, All right. That's <laughs> he got sweaty. <laughs> He's, like, He's like, oh shit. Here. <laughs> All right. Keeping it gangster. Golf edition. Well, I'm going to give you these are names of golf shots. So, you know. You, there's all these monikers to all these different things. You hit it thin, whatever. But what's a moniker? These, okay, Danny, Danny, <laughs> let the adult speak. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give you a name and then you're gonna tell me what it is. Ready? Okay. First one. The OJ Simpson. Yes. Oh man, that's when uh oh I know it. It's when you're uh you're on the tee, you, you set it up, it's driver shot, and you um 
you just swipe the tee completely out underneath um, the ball, and the ball goes nowhere, akin to chopping someone's head off. So I like it, but the actual answer is a shot where you somehow got away with it. Oh, that's uh, pretty good. That's pretty good too. Yeah, mine was a little bit more morbid. I, I, I liked where your head was at with that. All yeah, right, yeah. number two. Oh, the son-in-law. Um, oh man, is it some sort of Pauly Shore reference? <laughs> no. Um, that's that one is, is beyond me. Um, okay, this is a shot that was not what you wanted, but it'll do. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> similar, similar to the OJ. Yeah. All right. Uh, Saddam Hussein. Um, this is this is one where you you're you're. Uh, I feel like it's a it's a it's a bomb reference. So you know it's, it's, it's like downhill, downwind. You hit one three eighty nine, just a just a nuclear bomb. All right, uh, uh, that no, it's when you go from bunker to bunker. Oh, bunker to bunker. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, he was doing that for quite some time. Uh, <laughs> Danny's dying right now. That's a good one. That's good. Uh, the condom. Um, boy, that's got to be one where you've you know, it's it's like a wedge wedge into a uh, it, you know you got you got two thirty into a par five and you you go wedge wedge. You should have went for it, but you played it safe. All right, that's fair. I, it's when it's safe, but it didn't feel that good. Okay. So I yeah, that's, <laughs> it, yeah, safe, but didn't feel that good. Yeah. The wedge wedge will do that to you because, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Kate Moss. Oh, man, this is a, uh, yeah, it's got to be, uh, I mean, you're hitting it thin. You know, yep. you, you, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Yes. You, a bit you're, you're, yeah, you're right in front of it. You just got a little chip and you just blade one. Over in the all right, ready, best for last. Hold on, okay. did we lose it? There he is, he's back. I'm there. Okay, ready. Oh, the stepsister. Um, <laughs> it's when it's when you're uh, it's when you're when you're close to the hole, but you got no business being there. Type Correct. Yeah, you hit it and you hit it up. <laughs> That's exactly that. You're, you're close to a hole. You have no business being by. Yeah, there That's you go. Gross. What is going on here? Stepsister. There's some. They, they get even worse. Let me tell you. I've I've heard. I've heard uh, those are some good ones though. I haven't. I haven't. I hadn't, hadn't heard many of those. And uh, you know, there's endless. Uh, oh my god. There were some that I was like, nope, we'd get canceled. Nope, not that one. Nope. Yeah. There's some. There, there's some uh, some colorful ones. Let's let's say. Oh, there was one. It was like the princess die, which was uh, you shouldn't have taken the driver. <laughs> I was like, oh my lord. <laughs> yeah, it's been some time. I think people can hand that handle that one. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, but you know, going back to like how we could have met. I mean, you came to Detroit Golf Club to be. You rated it correct. You're also. I was a golf, yeah, I'm a, panelist with golf digest so i came out there to to evaluate it that's been a um a good way to get on places um you know it's 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 the planning of this thing is so difficult to um to get all the tea times and to get access to these places like two a day you know it's like i don't right. have time playing you're playing 36 holes of golf i always ask people what'd you do last time you played 36 holes of golf so like eight pizza went to bed you know it's it's it wears you out I got a plan. I got to, I got to, you know, book more tea times. I got to drive. I got to come up with creative and fun social content. And then I, I love photography. So I'm editing photos like 
all day, every day. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got a podcast, which has been, you know, not as, not as prolific, but I, I, I'll record some podcasts and, um, you know, do some, do some writing and, uh, it's, it's a, it's a full thing. So, uh, yeah, I came out as a, as a panelist and, uh, that was a, that was a fun little visit. Now that's so cool. I mean, because, but is it my understanding that in order to rate these courses, you're actually paying golf digest and golf magazine, you pay them, but it, it does give you the access to the courses. Is that true? Or did I hear that wrong from some of the, yeah, there's a, there's a fee to be, um, a golf digest panelist and, um, you know, we, I gladly pay it. I'm happy to, happy to be a part of the the squad. And I think it's a, um, an honor and a, you know, a, a responsibility I take seriously to, um, have a say in what people, you know, the lists that people pay a lot of attention to and what makes a great golf course. And you learn a lot from, from being on the panel, you start to look at golf courses in a different way. Um, and they have their methodology of, of the way that they evaluate golf courses. And that is, uh, that's what you, you kind of, you go in and you might notice a, uh, an option that you didn't see if you're just playing it as a player versus, a um, uh, a critic. And that's really changed my, my, with the way that I look at golf courses for the, for the better, way more interesting. It helps you get into architecture. It unlocks a lot of doors in terms of ways you can appreciate golf that most people don't. And uh, that's been fun. I've been doing it for like seven or eight years now. So we're working on a plan right now to do rating for surgeons. Um, and so Danny's like big thing is he wants to take videos of doctors and then tell them if they're good or bad. I don't know if it's synonymous, and but it, it's going to be interesting because we're going to learn more about the landscape of surgery and how people do things and maybe there there might be something kind of like a tree in front of a green when we're watching some of these guys operate we don't know yet but yeah maybe we'll, well be I mean, an analyst for surgery it's a it's a good and bad thing because it shines a light into what makes people or golf courses great you know so then you can you, you understand oh they do this and this is why this person is a top rated surgeon and this this feature is why this is a top rated golf course you know so he said, uh, that's what we're yeah. saying that's yeah, you, there, though. People everybody are, wants their stuff on Front Street. Yeah, not everybody wants uh, the light shined on their their activities. Uh, but when you got nothing to hide, and you know it's a profession, you should be able to be comfortable with that. And so, the best always um, have no problem with it. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it. that's it. We're done. We're done. Thanks for coming on. I'm <laughs> yeah. out. We've taken enough of your time. You got, you got some work to do. It sounds like you got to find tea times. You got to like edit. So, but in all, in all, you know, realness, this has been awesome because you've kind of taken us on a, on a ride. You talked about golf. You talked about your sobriety. You talked about the great things in life and how golf is the tie that binds between so many different walks of life. So we really appreciate your time tonight. I hope that we can cross paths in the future. I'm going to keep up with you on Instagram. Follow us back because I want to make sure that next time you're here, we go out and play some golf. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure, guys. Um, I can't thank you enough, too. This, this, I do a lot of these things, and it's fun to talk about golf and then how it relates to life and, and some of the things that really matter. Um, you know, golf is just uh, something we do, and that uh, we touched on a lot of a lot of things that actually really matter in, in this pod. So that was uh, it was enjoyable for me, 
And um, yeah, let's get out there and play Peachtree. You know, let's do I it. I look forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> connect. We'll connect, and I'll I'll get it done for you. That'll be easy. Oh, oh that's that's right at the top of the bucket list. So um, that would be a, a real pleasure. And uh, it just you know, it was it was great being a part of your show. Thank you. No problem. As you check out with Bobby, give him your cell, and I will offline get in touch with you and take care of that. Okay. Thanks, cool. guys. See you, Pat. Later. Yeah. That was cool cool because you know what? We talk about medicine so much and it is absolutely great to see that there's a world outside medicine (laughs) that we never get to see. We're we're at the window looking like what's going on out there. No, it's all about balance. I mean, I know like, you know, Scott Paxton, you and like a lot of you guys golf a lot, right? Like I think it's just, it depends on where you're at in your life. I'm going to get more time to golf pretty soon. I think once my, my youngest goes to college, you know, I'm going to have a lot more free time. So my dear friend, Paul Favorito, we, we made a pact last year that we are going to, anytime we have a meeting, we're going to take our sticks and we're going to find a place to play. So when we were in Boston, we played the country club, which was great. When we were out in Arizona, we played some great courses and we're just going to keep doing that. And I mean, I hope someday I can chip away at the top 100. I think I'm at 33. So I'm way behind his 95, but uh, you know what? That guy gives me inspiration to keep doing it. So if Pat can do it, I can do it, you know, and that's awesome. And then that's all we want to do is just strive for our goals. You just got to do shit, like just do shit and be good at it. Exactly. Like yeah. we, we sit around, we're so fucking worried about everything that we do and what people will think. And this is what I tell my kids. It's like, this kid's bothering me. It's whatever. It's like, look, it's one dude out of 7.8 billion people. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. So just move on with life. Do what you got to do. Enjoy yourself. You only get one time on this ball. So yeah. as it's rotating around the sun, go have some fun. That's what's up. That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to I'm a Podstar, not a doctor. We appreciate your loyalty and uh, listening to us banter and do stupid shit online. Thanks, everybody. That's your boy Cuff Daddy signing out. And the American Pharaoh saying, "See ya." Follow us wherever you follow stuff. That's like YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, <laughs> and find us wherever you find your podcast. And you know what? You you know where you're gonna find me on a fucking golf course. Peace. Gonna get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up an headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.